Hi, my name is Victoria from the Philippines, and this episode is brought to you by Lalalai. Did you know that using Lalalai's AI neural network, you can extract vocal, instrumental, drums, bass, piano, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, and synthesizer from songs, as well as remove voice and noise from audio and video recordings? This is great for making music, music lessons and practice, cleaning up old recordings, translating and transcribing movies, and many more. To get this product, visit lalal.ai. Uh, what am I saying? This is MPW, 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 the podcast with your host, Zylo Aria. Cool. A podcast about music production for the everyday musician, where we learn from experienced studio engineers and each other. Lily Olberg is a Swedish-born, London-based singer-songwriter and producer signed to Tarweyard Music. Lily started her career in the indie folk space and discovered her passion for creating dark, dreamy dance tracks after collaborating with artists such as Sonny Fondera, Sonder and Gotsam. She is now fusing her influences from a variety of sources to create her signature sound. Hi, Lily. How are you doing? And it's great to have you on the podcast. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And how's your morning been so far? It's been good. I've been a bit tired. I didn't sleep very good last night, but it's all good. I'm getting there. I need my morning coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that's no good. Oh my gosh, yes. A good night's sleep is so important to me. My whole day starts off on the wrong foot otherwise, but A good cup of coffee definitely helps. Yeah. So before jumping into our topic on genre shifting, Mm -hmm. I am keen to learn a little bit more about you. So can you tell me where did your career start in music and how did you get to where you are today? Okay, so I'd say it started... To be honest, when I was like 14 and picked up a guitar for the first time, because the first song I learned on guitar was Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And as soon as I learned it, I put it on YouTube just to show like my friends and stuff what I'd learned. And I literally just fell in love with it. So yeah, I just didn't stop. And I just kept uploading video after video on YouTube. As soon as I'd learned a song, it would go up. And then from there... I had like managers and industry people reaching out and it all just sort of took off around the age, I'd say 18. So it was definitely a lot of years where I was just uploading and I was just doing it for fun. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh gosh, this could be, you know, a career. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. And then where did things go from there? So I eventually got a manager who was based in London which was what I wanted because I was in Sweden at the time and I knew that I wanted to live in London because I love the music scene here so he reached out and we started working together a little bit and eventually I got a commercial in Switzerland singing their Christmas commercial for co-op okay yeah it was very random and that made me you know get enough money to moved to London and just do music full time. And I got signed to a label here in London as well at that time. I think I was 20, must have been. So yeah, I moved over, signed a a record deal and just did music full time for like a whole year. And then that has definitely been ups and downs (laughs) since then. And yeah, now I'm here. 
like seven years later, still doing music. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great as well. And you started off kind of more in the folky realm and then you moved into more electronic as well. So how did that transition go for you? I think, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of singer-songwriter music and folk music and I've just always loved it. And because I was you know so guitar focused back then I would write with my guitar and it would just naturally fall into a more singer-songwriter folk sound and then when I got signed and I started working with producers and A&Rs and all of this it kind of got pushed a bit more into the pop world which I understand and I you know I was down for it as long as I could keep like an element of quirkiness or something then <laughs> it took a few years and then at Sony Federa got sent one of my pop songs that we were writing and he loved it and he turned it into a like a dance uh, track and I knew absolutely nothing about it back then I was just like yeah cool like he can do what he wants with it and that was kind of the start to the whole you know electronic dance sound that I fell into and you know back then I was a bit unsure whether it was something I wanted to do so I would then you know do vocal features and do the dance stuff but I would also go back and do my own you know more poppy singer-songwriter vibe and then yeah now I'm kind of at a place where I'm combining the two and I feel like I've finally like found what I want to do and a good sound that will work for me you know I love that yeah that's good. It does take time, isn't it, to find the thing that works for you? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't always become clear straight away. So can you tell me, Lily, about an event in your life that if you could, you would change? Wow, like a regret. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Um, are you thinking music related? No, it doesn't have to be. Okay. Because I'm a big believer that, you know, what happens that you don't want to happen you learn from so there's not a lot that I regret in terms of music because I've learned so much from you know all the wrong choices I've made or you know things that haven't happened or were about to happen then didn't happen and all of this so yeah I would say I probably don't have a lot of regrets in terms of music maybe I'd say I would have loved to have have found my sound that I have now a bit earlier maybe like a couple years ago because that would have been like the prime time for me to release but everything takes time to figure out I'd say I had I do have a massive regret <laughs> regret and that is not taking my driver's license when I was what was I 19 <laughs> yeah I was oh. yeah I was learning and I had like I don't know 15 lessons I was about to you know I knew how to drive and then I was like oh I'm gonna move to London so I don't need it anymore I don't need to take my driver's oh. license yeah bad choice okay oh no <laughs> and yeah when you're in London I guess there's just no need for it I, and know. I know so many people in London that just don't know how to drive because they don't need it yeah that's the thing but then every time I go back home to Sweden I'm like oh I wish I could drive oh. <laughs> okay okay well of all the things to regret I guess that's not too bad a one which is good yeah <laughs> And can you tell me, Lily, a random fact about yourself that maybe not many people in the industry know about you? I guess a lot of people don't know that I used to do gymnastics for like seven years when I was like competing in it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That's very cool. When I was, you know, a lot younger when I was a kid, it was 
my passion. And then it was a weekend before the biggest competition I was going to be in. And I broke my ankle because we were training so hard. And then after that, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And then I picked up a guitar instead. (laughs) Found a new passion. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's lovely, actually, just to transfer that energy into something new. Yeah, because it was my life, like, yeah, back then. I loved it. Yeah, I'm glad I found music instead. (laughs) Yeah, oh, for sure. What was it in gymnastics? Not that I know much about it, but is it like mat stuff or bar stuff? So because I was doing it in Sweden, the gymnastics is called truppgymnastik, which is like group gymnastics. And you compete in uh, like tumbling, like a... A trampet, it's called, you know, the small trampoline. I don't know what it's called in English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also do like a synchronized dance routine as well. And everything is synchronized. So you'd run and do your tumbling, you know, one after the other. And yeah, just has like flow nicely. So it's like a team. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. (laughs) Well, I'm glad anyway that you found a new passion to channel that into. Yeah. So that's lovely. So jumping into our topic today about shifting genres. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I feel like I often hear about from artists that they feel once they've started working in a particular genre that they can't change into another genre. Did you have any thoughts about that as someone that moved from like indie folk to the dance music scene? Yeah, I think ultimately like your sound mainly is your voice the way you sing and the melodies you write like that will always be your identity regardless of what you know what sound you're putting behind it so for me even though I've sort of changed styles and jumped back and forth I feel like everything I was listening to my own Spotify page the other day and I was like you know everything still feels very me and also in a way I've been lucky because my journey has been building slowly I didn't have you know like a massive hit and then I was like put in this box which is great for other reasons but I'm happy how my journey has gone that things have built slowly and I've had you know the choice to sort of try different things yeah but I'd say you know try whatever you want to do like it's your life (laughs) yeah So true. That's great. Great way to end that question. That's your life. You do what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But at the start, I guess, when you initially said that you were getting involved in dance projects and you weren't really sure about that space at the time, did you feel like maybe you were being not true to yourself and where you started or did it feel quite natural with the transition? It felt natural, definitely. It was kind of, I came to, I'd say like the end of last year, I was a bit, you know, what road do I actually want to take? Because I wasn't like 100% happy with what I had been putting out last year. And it felt like I was sort of in pop because, you know, that's what I should be doing and this. But I feel like it was either I go completely singer-songwriter folk because that is, you know, where my heart is. But I was just loving writing dance music so yeah yeah it sounds like you kind of eventually found the thing that worked for you yeah and it's good that that transition did feel natural enough you know I love the dance music I love that you can really bring that 
indie feel into it but it's been a very natural you know transition for me I think no that's good that's good and when we talk about things like algorithms it's said that sticking with a genre is good for the algorithm Mm. um because changing genres can confuse the algorithm or your target fan and was that like a consideration for you or something you were worried about at all I mean if you look at it I have had more success with my dance music although I do have this one song called Moonlight which is like my best streaming song which isn't dance it's the opposite so it's something I heard the algorithm gets a bit confused and I don't know the ins and out of it if that's completely true so yeah I don't know like if that it didn't really play a big part in me deciding what to do at the end of the day yeah because I think it's already very confused anyway so regardless (laughs) with what I do so (laughs) yeah that's probably true (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and when we talk about a brand as an artist as well Mm. I know that some artists feel like if you are changing from one type of music to another that you almost need to change the whole brand as an artist is that something that you felt like you needed to do at all or thought about in any way I've definitely thought about it because I don't feel like I come across as a person in dance music when you look at me for some reason like yeah it's definitely I've always struggled with like identity and how to portray myself and you know it's been something in my career that has been a struggle with like oh you need to find a look and you need to stick with this look and I'm like but I don't know I just like to wear what I like to wear and I don't know it's (laughs) um (laughs) it's it is tricky because also like naturally to create content I would pick up my guitar and I'd do a cover or I do you know acoustic version of a song like that's what comes the easiest to me so I'm definitely also trying to put more of a conscious effort on making more content for my dance music just to show you know this is what I'm doing now but I'll always you know do covers on my guitar because that's what I love and where I've come from and there'll be like acoustic versions of my dance songs as well yeah oh cool it's surprising actually because I feel like you have a very dance music look really personally oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah I I (laughs) could kind of see that so it's surprising that you didn't feel that perhaps it's because that's not where you started and you've kept your persona associated with the folk but yeah. I, I definitely see that anyway okay all right oh, thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we talk about introducing a different style of music so when you started making this transition did you introduce it to social media or fans in any particular way or were you just like I'm just going to put out a few different things and just see how that goes (laughs) yeah I posted a picture I think saying you know like oh I'm really excited about this next music I'm releasing you know I feel like I finally found my space and I know that it's been a bit confusing so I did sort of tell people and my followers Whereas in the past, I think it's been a bit, okay, she's got a single coming. What's it going to (laughs) be? It could be any kind of sound. (laughs) But yeah, I did really want to let people know that this is happening now because I'm also so sure that 
this is the space I want to be in. Whereas before I was just sort of going back and forth and not really sure what I was doing. Um, mm, mm. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask actually was, do you think you're still going to make folk music as well or? Well, I don't know. Not at the moment. I mean, a lot of the dance music that I have can be written as folk music in a way. And I also like writing on my guitar even for the dance music. Like, for example, I've been chatting a little bit with Camel Fat, who are like really, you know, dark dance music. And they were like, please, can you send us like your indie guitar, like singer-songwriter vibes because they want to work off the back of cool. that. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, I just feel like they go really well together. So I'll definitely still be writing it and like applying it to the dance music, but I won't be releasing like folk music again, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, fair enough. Fair mm. enough. And is there anything specific to think about when you are marketing your music to a different audience now? Is that something that you've had to think about or has that been taken care of by, say, the label? I have been thinking about it a little bit, but I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not like super interested in the whole social media and marketing, that whole vibe. I think maybe... The dance music could be like younger audience that would be interested in it. However, I feel like the kind of dance music I write is still hopefully similar people that like my other music because it is still me and there's still elements of like, it's very melodic and emotional and like the lyrics can be quite deep and all of this. So I feel like it's still similar people that would listen to it. And just coming back to that comment you were saying of like, oh, you don't really like the social media side of things. Mm. Like what would you say to another artist that's feeling that as well? Because I know a lot of artists find that to be a challenge. Yeah, I'd say take my hand. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Just stick at it. Like, you know, try not to overthink it. That's what I'm telling myself anyway, just to not overthink it and not be so hard on myself. I feel like it takes a lot of confidence and being, you know, I've got this like thought that people that make it really big in music are often a little bit narcissistic. And I almost try to apply, like, I'm like, okay, I need to think like a narcissist. Like I am the best. I like, everyone wants to see everything I do. Like I am so interesting. And then, you know, try to put that into making videos about your life and everything you do, but it's difficult. <laughs> That is so funny. So hopefully that just stays as a thought rather than a reality. But yeah. um, that's an interesting way to think about it. But I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So what would you say to an artist who is keen to make a transition from one genre to another but is feeling a bit apprehensive about it? I would say just do it. Like I guess you need to weigh out like what do I have to lose? For me, I didn't have a lot to lose. But also, like, you create music, you create art, you should be creating it for yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to put out work that you're proud of and that you like. So I'm so for just experimenting and trying things out because you should do what you want to do, not what anyone you think anyone else wants. Because everyone has different tastes and you're never going to please anyone, like everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we are at our... Quiz. Ellie, oh. are you ready? 
gosh. My brain is not speedy, but okay. <laughs> I reckon you'll be fine. So it's five quick fire questions yeah. and you have to pick one or the other. So okay. cold weather or warm weather? Warm weather. Festival or rave? Festival. Animals or people? People. Live DJ or live band? Live band. <laughs> Melody or lyrics? Melody. Okay, very Ooh. good. For for your pre-coffee-ness, yeah. you actually did very well. Thank you. <laughs> I was ready for more. I was like, bring them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, five, yeah. five and you're all good. Yeah. All right, so coming to our top tips then, Lily, what would you mm-hmm. say is your one top career tip? Learn from your mistakes and try to focus on the positive of a situation. If something hasn't happened in your career, try to think of why that is and why that could benefit you. You know what I mean? Do you have, yes, do you have an (laughs) example? I feel like there's a live example here. Well, for example, when back in the day when I was like 18, I was taken up by Universal in Stockholm and I started working with them quite a lot and we got to a point where the contract was literally ready and about to be signed and I was going to move to Stockholm and you know be signed to Universal there and then the last second they were just like actually you know we pull out and I was like oh okay <laughs> so I guess that another tip with career is also to be flexible and adapt you know because things aren't going to go the way you think especially in music if your career is in music like you know one day you're thinking this is going to happen the next it's the complete opposite so yeah and because of you know I think I've always been quite good at just shaking things off which you need to be in music really to be like okay well that wasn't meant for me then like the next thing you know it happened for a reason and the next thing is going to be better for me so I love that that's a great one there and what is your one top self-care tip lots of water (laughs) that's good yeah and sleep and sleep water and sleep 100 percent yeah yeah no good things there as well and your one top general life tip learn to be able to recognize your negative thoughts in your brain like if you're feeling a bit upset or down about something, think what what's causing me to feel this way? Like what is that thought? And like acknowledge it and then think, okay, well actually that thought could mean this and think of positive ways that, you know, whatever made you have that thought is probably, for me anyway, it has been. Um, it could be, you know, just negativity in your brain making that into a bad thing. Whereas it can so easily be positive or you know not anything to worry about at all but yeah first step is just to be able to recognize just realize when you're having negative thoughts and you'll be able to fix it <laughs> oh my gosh there's so much wisdom there Lily like, oh, no. you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm hearing from like a Buddhist monk or something yeah I'm very into like spirituality and like just yeah you know all your thoughts come from somewhere Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much energy that you can stop wasting if you can recognize Mm. where that's coming from and rather than obsess over the little things. Yeah. Because it's usually just about you. Like you're the one who's made you have this negative thought. Like it's probably nothing external really. It's the way you've construed it. 
I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Are there any like book recommendations that you have? I feel like, are there any like <laughs> spiritual books that you love? <laughs> um, honestly, I haven't been reading that many at the moment. There's one book I would recommend for like everyone to read and that's You Are Badass by Jen, Jen Sincero, I think her name is. Um, okay. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I watch a lot of like videos <laughs> oh, oh, and even on TikTok, it's just loads of like, you know, you are, you're not your ego. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Good uses for TikTok. That's great. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Lily. That was really lovely. And do you have any upcoming music as well that you want to tell us about? So we've literally this week deciding on the next single. But we've got like a top three that we're trying to decide between. Um, So, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully in, you know, five, six weeks, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, looking forward to that. And thanks again for the episode. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. My biggest three takeaways from Lily's episode was firstly, if you're worried about moving from one genre to another as a vocalist, remember that your voice is your own and if you change genres, you will likely still keep your signature sound. My second biggest takeaway was to keep experimenting until you find your sound and that might not be clear as soon as you start making music, but eventually you will find something that you're really passionate about making. My last takeaway was to be flexible and adaptable as not everything is going to go as you planned in the music industry and sometimes there is a very good reason for that and to not be discouraged and to keep going. That's it from us this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to seeing you in two weeks.